Hey boys and girls, welcome to the best podcast in the history of mankind. It's Monty's Rockcast. And now here's your host, Monty Calvin. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Rockcast. I am your host, Monty Calvin. And he never disappoints. So glad you could join me for the first episode of 2020. And I guess you could consider this the first episode of a new decade. And since I put out over 200 episodes in the last decade, my goal is to do at least one or two more in the coming decade. Whoa. So we'll see how it goes, but I'm for sure going to do this one because it's one of my favorite episodes of the year. I call it the year-end special, and I probably should have done this in December when it was the end of the year, but I didn't, so I'm doing it now. And how I do it is by recapping 2019. I'm going to play you some clips from some of my favorite songs, I'm going to tell you what my favorite albums were, and uh, I'm also going to give out my Rock Casty Awards. Huh? You've heard of the Grammys and the Emmys. Well, these are the Rock Casties, and they go to the best and worst of everything that was 2019. I'll also be doing some other stuff during the course of this fine program, but I'm going to go ahead and start off with some awards with Best and Worst in TV. Television, the greatest inflamer of sinful desire ever invented. Yeah, I love to watch TV. There's rarely anything good on, but uh, I watch it anyway. And I waste a lot of time watching all those reality shows like Big Brother and Survivor. But I also watch a lot of shows about politics. And this year, the rock casty for my favorite television show is a tie between Greg Gutfeld and Tucker Carlson. Well, what are you, right-wing kook? Yes, I am a proud conservative, and uh, both shows are informative and yet at the same time really funny. And I rarely miss an episode of either one of those. However, I wish I would have missed these shows, which are the nominees for Worst Television Show. And they include The Masked Singer, The Walking Dead, and Saturday Night Live. All three shows have potential for being great, and yet all three, in my humble opinion, are terrible. On The Masked Singer, I mainly hate the judges. The performances are usually okay, but it's nothing for you to lose your mind about, which is what the judges do for every single person that performs in a costume. I found the whole thing obnoxious, and yet Lindsay and I sat there and watched every single episode. Because after all, you gotta find out who's underneath that mask. And after months, he finally takes the mask off, and we find out that the winner is that huge celebrity, Wayne Brady. Who? Yeah, I think he's a game show host on, like, uh, Let's Make a Deal or something like that. And he beat out the likes of Kelly Osborne and Dr. Drew. Awesome! For about the second or third year in a row, I hate The Walking Dead. My kids love it, and I used to, but uh, now I root for the zombies to kill every single person in that cast. For the love of God, please let them end that show. But the rock casty for my least favorite TV show of the year, once again, is Saturday Night Live. 
For me, it started going downhill about 10 or 15 years ago, but uh, I can't even hardly watch it anymore. The writing is unfunny, and uh, the cast is made up of a lot of unlikable comedians. And yeah, they brought back Eddie Murphy, but uh, was I the only one that just thought it was kind of recycled old skits? I heard everybody on Facebook just talking about how amazing he was, and I thought it was okay. I thought he was, uh, you know, fairly funny, but uh, come on. I'm Gumby, damn it! I mean, you know, that was funny, like, what, 30 years ago? But I personally thought it was mildly amusing at best. I like laughing at stupid things. Next, The Rock Casty for the best movie. I don't go to a lot of movies. I don't watch a lot of movies. But the other day, Lindsay rented The Mule with Clint Eastwood. And we watched it in bed on the DVD player. And uh, it was pretty good. And I don't even know if that came out this past year. It probably didn't. It's probably older than that. But who cares? I didn't see anything else that was any better. So there you go. The best movie, The Mule. What in Hades is going on here? As far as worst movie, I'm going to go with Three from Hell, which was a Rob Zombie flick. Lindsay wanted me to go with her to see this. I didn't really want to, but I did, and I didn't like it. And the weird thing was, is she didn't either. I don't like horror movies in general, but the acting in this thing was just so bad. So it gets the rock casty, but speaking of bad movies, the other night I watched Purple Rain. And the weird thing was, is that back in the 80s, I thought it was really good. I was real into Prince at the time, and I loved that album. And the music in the movie is great, but the acting, oh my god, how embarrassing. Every actor in the whole film, including Prince, just trying to be as melodramatic as possible. Wow, yeah, just really cringeworthy, but, uh, you know, uh, the song at the end, Purple Rain, when he plays it and goes into that guitar solo, still great. But uh, I kind of got off track there, so sorry about that. But why don't I start counting down my top ten favorite songs of the year? And like every great list, I'm going to start with number ten. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. In 2019, we got a rare new release from Rammstein. I couldn't understand a single word on the entire CD, but I did love this song, Deutschland. That song was pretty good, yeah, yeah, I liked it. At number nine, it's Star Set with their song Other Worlds Than These. If you don't know anything about Star Set, well, they kind of mix uh, electronic music with metal with pop. 
And some of it kind of reminds me of stuff from the 80s, like Howard Jones or Nick Kershaw. Man, I always liked stuff like that because it had a lot of keyboards and atmosphere. But Star Set has a lot harder edge, and the songs are just killer. In 2019, I also got a brand new release from my favorite band, the Wild Hearts. And therefore, they are on my list. I'm guessing they'll pop up again later on this list, but for right now, at number 8, it's Dislocated. number seven on my list of my favorite songs of the year it's from the new album from in flames from the cd i the mask it's i the mask
I'll get back to my countdown later, but right now, let's give out some more Rock Casty Awards. Do we have to do this? Here's a new category this year. It's Best and Worst Band Names. And the award for Best Band Name goes to somebody I'd never heard of, but their name is Skull Crush. And when I saw that band name, I said, why did I not think of that? I have no idea what they sound like, but uh, I love the name. Pretty badass. Now, some of the worst names I've heard this year, well, you know, Living With Flies, not so great. And, of course, all the black metal bands, they think they've got to have the word goat in their name somewhere. And you got stuff like Milk the Goat Machine and Goat Hawk Buffalo. I wasn't sure whether that was a band name or an exhibit at a zoo. But the Rock Casty for Worst Band Name of 2019, Fuggler. It is comically terrible. That's so bad I almost like it. Oh, yes. I hate this. In the category of Best and Worst Concerts of the Year, I'll go with Worst First. And I will tell you that the band of Mice and Men was the worst show I saw this year. And it was a real shame because I've loved that band for a long time. And I really looked forward to this show, but uh, it was just a big dud. It seems like a lot of bands do this anymore. They'll have all these really melodic hooks. And then they'll say, no, we're not going to do that anymore. We're just going to be heavy. And they throw all those catchy tunes that you love out of the set list. And they just scream. And I'm sure those morons who are doing karate in the middle of the pit are just fine with that, but I'm not. And they appeared to be out of control. Now, I didn't go to a lot of concerts this year, but I did see KISS twice. But when I saw them in Houston, I got to meet them along with my bandmates and Galactic Cowboys, and I got to fist bump Gene Simmons. And we had great seats, and the show was just awesome. So, best concert, KISS. Sticking with music in the category of most disappointing album, it's going to go to Angel and their album Risen. They're one of those bands that I loved in the 70s, and they got back together and made an album, and I was hopeful, but uh, it just didn't do it for me. A lot of the lyrics and music just seemed kind of tired and cliche. And so I really hate to say it, but uh, most disappointing, Angel. However, the winner of the Rock Casty for Most Surprising Album, and I don't even believe I'm going to say this myself, it was a solo CD by Scott Stapp. What? Yeah, I listened to it thinking I would hate it, and I didn't. I still don't like Creed, and I don't even really like Scott Stapp, but uh, this album, you know, it didn't suck. <laughs> you, you could not be more wrong. Now, I had some favorite songs this year, and I'll tell you more about them in a minute. But what about my least favorite song? I mean, there's songs that I don't really like or don't really care for, but there's other songs that I just hate. And hate is a strong word, but oh my God, did I hate this song. It was by the Jonas Brothers, and my least favorite song in 2019 was I'm a Sucker for You. Yeah. You see, the thing is, I wrote a song back around 2000 for a crunchy album called All Day Sucker. And there's a line in there that says, Sucker for You. And of course, my album sold about 10 copies, but 20 years later, I can't get away from this song by the Jonas Brothers. It's on the radio, millions of views on YouTube. 
and I hear it every time I turn on my TV. So it pisses me off on many levels, but mainly just because it's so contrived. And I don't think the Jonas Brothers even wrote this, so I'm not going to totally blame them, but it still sucks. You're bitter and you're hateful. I'm a sucker for you. So that's a song that I hated, but back to my list of songs I loved. At number six, it's Take Control by Killswitch Engage. Killswitch is still one of my favorite bands of all time, and they put out a really strong album in 2019. You still got the super heavy riffs, but a lot of the songs were even more melodic than ever, like this one. Take Control! Number five on my list, the second song on this list from In Flames. They're another band that's gotten even more melodic with each release, and I just love the chorus on this song. It's called Not Alone. Number four, it's another one from the Wild Hearts. They're my favorite band for a reason, because they write great tunes. And this one was called Pilo Erection.
Did you just hear that chorus? Because if you didn't, uh, here it is again. Number three, it's from Ginger Wildheart off of his solo album, Heads a Poppin'. And I heard a well-known podcaster say that he thought this song was just kind of average. But to me, it ain't no filler, it's killer. And it's called Meet My Killer. My second favorite song of the year was Two Timing by Dayshell off the CD Mr. Payne. Is it the grace in your hands? Is it the hope? unusual that I like this song because it's kind of got a reggae feel to it and I hate reggae but Deschel singer Shaley Bourget has one of the best voices in music
I'll be telling you what my number one favorite song was of last year here in a couple of minutes. But right now, let's give out some more Rock Casty Awards. <laughs> now, I know this is primarily a music podcast, but as you know, I'm a big sports fan. And last year, there were several best and worst sports moments. And my nominations for worst sports moment are... Tom Brady and the New England Patriots winning the Super Bowl yet again. I mean, come on, enough is enough. Retire already. Uh, My second worst sports moment is instant replay. Yeah, at first we all thought it was a great idea. Get every single call exactly right. But now we can't even get excited over a touchdown or a game-winning basket. Because now they're going to replay it and replay it and replay it to see if a guy's toe is touching a line. And after you've sat there for 20 minutes waiting for the officials to make up their minds, even with slow motion replay, they can't tell. Thank God we didn't have all those rules back in the 70s and 80s or half of those classic plays wouldn't even counted. But whatever, the winner of the Rock Casty for Worst Sports Moment is soccer. Excuse me? Yeah, nothing specific, uh, just soccer in general. You are disrespectful! But enough of my negativity. How about the best sports moment? I'm talking about those feel-good moments. Like LeBron James not being in the playoffs last year. Don't you dare! Yeah, I'm gonna say it. What a pleasure it was not having to see or hear about that arrogant jerk every single day for at least a month. My response to you is shut the hell up! Another nominee for best feel-good moment in sports, Colin Kaepernick once again not getting signed by any NFL team. This is not funny! Let's face it, if the guy was a great quarterback, there would be some team that would be willing to put up with his political nonsense. But he's not that great, and so it's time for him to just go away. The nerve, the unmitigated goal, the audacity! And by the way, because of him, I will never buy another pair of Nikes, ever. So be it. But my favorite sports moment of 2019 happened one night when I was watching the Oklahoma City Thunder play the Chicago Bulls. And it came down to the last seconds of the game, and Steven Adams made a free throw that put it away for the Thunder. But it wasn't the free throw that made it such a special moment. It was the post-game interview on live TV that made it my Rock Casty Award winner. Steven, how did this feel? Free throw shooting's been such a key for you this season. How did it feel to hit that one and then make the heads-up play after? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Shit my pants. That's right, you heard him. He shit his pants. And it's that kind of honesty that I respect in a professional athlete. It's just embarrassing! Now, I know some of my listeners don't like it when I talk about stuff that I'm about to talk about. But I can't discuss 2019 without being a little bit political. Oh, no. But the next category is Biggest Hoax. You really want to go there? And the first nominee is Russian Collusion. CNN and MSNBC talked about it every single day as if it was a fact. And then we got the Mueller report. And there was none. No proof. No collusion. Crazy fake news. The second nominee was the Jesse Smollett hoax. 
a black actor who was on a TV show that white people don't watch, wanted us to believe that he was attacked by a couple of white supremacists wearing MAGA hats while he was out walking the streets of Chicago in the middle of a sub-below-zero winter night. He told police that he was out getting a Subway sandwich when a couple of these rednecks recognized him from his show. And I'll be damned if they didn't happen to have a rope with him and went over and punched him in the face and put it around his neck. And as if that wasn't enough, they also happened to have some bleach with them, and they poured that on him. Now that may sound far-fetched, but the part that I didn't buy at all was when he said, I punched him back. Yeah, right. That's a very, very good point. I'll probably lose a few friends over this next one, but I personally thought the impeachment of the president was a big farce. I watched the hearings that were about a phone call where Trump supposedly did something wrong or treasonous, and once again, there was nothing. No evidence. Nothing. And I get it. A lot of people hate Trump, and they want to accuse him of just about anything and have him removed. But I also found it ironic the other night when I was watching TV and I saw banners all over Times Square that said, this is a judgment-free New Year's Eve. But I think that only applied to, like, uh, you know, gays and maybe members of the village people. How dare you? But the rock casty for biggest hoax goes to climate change. (laughs) We've been told for years now by Hollywood actors and politicians who fly around in jet airplanes that the world is being destroyed by fossil fuels by farting cows and uh, plastic straws. And it's all our fault. Well, mainly your fault. You know who you are. But at any rate, they used to call it global warming. But then we found out that the planet was actually cooling, so they went with climate change. And now they're telling us we only have 12 years to fix it or we're all going to be dead. No! No! But I'm here today to tell you that it's all a bunch of bullshit. You can keep eating meat and driving your car because the planet's not going anywhere. But if you just want to depress your kids and uh, give them a sense of hopelessness and maybe scare the hell out of them, go ahead. Tell them we're all doomed. Chances are they deserve it. And this is bad advice. All right, enough politics. Uh, The next award is more of a personal thing. It's for my best new discovery of the year. These are things that surprised me or that I found out for myself. And the first thing that I realized this year is that uh, I don't understand women. What? Well, actually, that's not exactly right. Uh, I've always known that. I've never understood women. Nobody does. So that's obviously not going to win. But something else I discovered the other day is that I think I'm being spied on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, wow. Yes, I'm pretty sure that I'm being monitored by my iPhone or by my TV or something. Because it's gotten to the point where all I have to do is think about something and there will be an ad that will pop up on my computer. And it's really starting to creep me out. And I'll give you an example. The other day, Lindsay and I were sitting there and uh, she mentions to me, Hey, uh, I bought one of those cat trees for the cats. And I didn't say a word because I didn't really care. But literally 10 minutes later, I get on my computer and there's an ad on Facebook for a cat tree. So yes, people, we are all being spied on. Or maybe it's just me. 
And I also have a giant cat tree in my living room. But by far my best new discovery of the year was the band Death Stars. I had never heard of them until I saw one of their live shows on YouTube a few months ago. And I watched it, and I liked it, and then I watched it again. And then about a week later, I watched the whole show again. And that's when I said, holy crap, I love this band. They're a cross between glam rock, typo negative, and Rammstein. And I think they've been around for like 10 years now, but uh, I love me some Death Stars. I mentioned earlier that the album I was most disappointed in this year was the new Angel CD, but there were some others. For instance, the new album from Fire from the Gods. A couple of years ago, I gave them the Rock Casty for Best Album of the Year. And their new one wasn't bad at all, but it just didn't blow my mind like I thought it would. And neither did the new Volbeat. I don't even think I made it through the whole thing. And I saw some rock magazines say that the new Darkness album was one of the best albums of the year. But to me, it was just weird, and I didn't care for it that much at all. But that's nothing new. There's a lot of stuff I don't like. But probably the worst album I heard this year was by a band called Miss Crazy. And no, they weren't named after my wife. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Lindsay. You screwed up, buddy. Anyway, I hate to say anything bad about them because I'm sure they worked really hard on this CD, but Miss Crazy and their CD Make America Crazy Again uh, had a pretty cool album cover, but the music was not my thing.
music! Okay. But now it's time for me to tell you what my favorite albums of the year were. And I only have a top five because, frankly, there weren't more than that. But my list goes like this. Number five, I the Mask by In Flames. Number four was the new Wild Hearts album. Number three was Kill Switch Engage Atonement. Number two was Day Shell with Mr. Payne. And my number one favorite album of the year was Star Set with Divisions. And I'll tell you what, I have played the hell out of that album from the day I first listened to it. And on that amazing CD was also my number one favorite song of the year. It's called Where the Skies End and God help me, I cannot get this out of my head. So there you go, my favorite song of the year by Starset. And I highly recommend you check out the whole album because it's just tremendous. 
But that would bring me to the last Rock Casty Award of this show. And the category is Best Question from a Rock Cast Listener. And this is huge because what an honor it would be to uh, win a Rock Casty. And believe me, I know how it feels because I've won one before, you know, for like uh, Best Podcast and things like that. How amazing that is. But the winner for Best Question came to me from James Nelson when he said, Hey, Monty, how's it going? That is a brilliant question. Well, thanks for asking, James. Uh, You know, it's been a year of some ups and downs. And if I'm honest, uh, mostly downs. I did finally get rid of the Hellmobile and got a car that uh, wasn't held together with duct tape, so that's good. And I drove that car down to Texas and played a couple of shows with Galactic Cowboys, and that was good too. However, I had to have another operation to remove another kidney stone, and that wasn't good. And over the holidays, I got an eye infection that made my face look really horrible, uh, even more than usual. But on the bright side, I did sell quite a few paintings this year on my new website, MontyColvinArt.com. Garrett Smith commissioned me to do a painting of him and his wife, and Skip Strong had me do a painting of Lane Staley to give to his wife, Kimber, for Christmas. And if that wasn't cool enough, I got a kind donation the other day from Scott Stevens. He just wanted to thank me for doing this podcast. I cannot fathom doing that. So thank you to everybody who listened or contributed to the show or bought a painting or a Rockcast t-shirt or a CD off my website, montycolvin.net. I really appreciate it. But now it's 2020 and it's time for New Year's resolutions. But I'm not going to say things like, uh, I'm going to try and get to the gym more or I'm going to try and be a better person or I'm going to quit smoking because all those things would be ridiculous. Mainly because, uh, well, I'm already a good person and uh, I never have smoked. Oh! No, you see, this year I want to do something really big. Because I'll tell you, my friends, I have a dream. Okay, alright. No, you see, I don't think you understood me. Because I said, I I have have a a dream. dream. Yes, I have a dream. That one day I will live in a world where all people, regardless of race or religion, will get along and coexist with one another. And that people of all nationalities, creeds, and colors will be able to write complete sentences that include punctuation. But uh, since I'm pretty sure that won't happen, uh, how about if the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl? (laughs) That'd be pretty cool. I also have a dream that the children of the world will one day be interested in something other than video games. I have a dream that someday I will walk into the kitchen and not find an open bag of chips. Because, you know, it's really not that hard just to put a clothespin on there, you know? But I also have a dream that one day in the future, I will not see a light left on in an unoccupied bathroom, for it is I who pay the electric bill every month. 
Along those same lines, I have a dream that someone, someday, besides myself, will wash the food off of a plate that's been abandoned in the sink. And it is also my hope that kids under the age of 21 will someday have a personality and speak without mumbling. Because seriously, I, I literally cannot understand a word they're saying. It's like, and I'm like, what did you just say? So yeah, but uh, above everything else, I believe that a man should not be judged by the color of his skin or by how much money he makes, but rather he should be ultimately judged by how funny his podcast is. And when he says, I will be back soon with more fun and mayhem, he should be believed. For it is never a good idea for any man to tell you what to like. Unless that person would be me. And rock on. Nineteen eighty-five, a studio in Hollywood. The biggest names in singing: Lionel, Paul, Kenny, Bruce, Huey, Ray, Tina, Cindy, Kim Carnes, and Michael. Joined together to create a song that saved the world. Hit it, boys! There comes a time when we heed a certain call When the world must come together as one There are people dying And it's time to lend a hand to life The greatest gift of all We are the world We are the children We are the ones who make a brighter day So let's start giving There's a choice we're making We're saving our own lives It's true, make a better day Just you and me when you're down and out, there seems no hope at all But if you just believe, there's no way we can fall Well, 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 let us realize That one change can only come When we stand together as one uh, We are the world, we are them children We are the ones to make a brighter day, so let's start giving We are the world Keep Michael Jackson away from your children Let's make a brighter day. Let's make a brighter day. So let's start giving. Happy freaking New Year.